I'm getting found by the day, baby. What you waiting on? CCC, you gonna wait till I get real fine, and I'm gonna pay you no mind when I get real fine. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, aka Hot in Her. <laughs> it's getting hot in her. So take oh, get it too hot. I want to skip to that part because that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan was like, girl, I, I think my butt can fit. <laughs> that's my affirmation. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> it's just it's 85 degrees outside and um while i like warm weather i just didn't expect to be sweating so quickly yeah but praise god because we went back to normal deodorant so we can handle it <laughs> <laughs> listen i listen we, we will have to get to our deodorant uh journey <laughs> Yes, yes, it's a journey. (laughs) So, Doyen, tell us how everything's going with you and what you are drinking tonight. Everything's going well. Um, I had a really good biscuit this weekend. Ooh. Um, It's like, it's called Biscuit Bar, but basically it was chicken and not a waffle. So it's chicken and a French toast waffle. Mm -hmm. I mean, biscuit. And it was just the best. And that's like the highlight of my weekend. I mean, that sounds legit. (laughs) Yeah. I've caught all the way up on Jane the Virgin, and I'm not amused with the current season, but we'll be okay. Oh. It's the last season. (laughs) Uh, Why do shows do that in the last season? Just, anyway. Anything else going on? Um, no. Not that I can think of. (laughs) Okay. Well, what are you drinking? So, um, I made a spicy mango margarita. Mm. So, um, my coworker actually, she makes like passion fruit margaritas. And she had told me, she was like, look up Goya passion fruit and figure out where it's closest. And I was like, nah, it's fine. Kroger's going to have it. Kroger did not, in fact, have it. So, here we are. Oh, he needs some milk. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. I was trying to move my mic and I hit that by mistake, but you know, maybe, maybe it applies. <laughs> yeah, it has to do with burger. But yeah, so I ended up with the mango nectar okay. and it's spicy because I made jalapeno simple syrup and it's great, but I'm also hot. So it's lots of fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> see how, how you'll be towards the end of tonight's show. Negan. That'll, that'll be <laughs> If that's all. <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Well, um, last week, yeah, last week I I had a few rough days. And I had some good times. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was hills to climb. We are so pitiful. Okay, so <laughs> so I lost my debit card and you know, I'm the type of person, one small thing happens to me and it sets me off for the rest of the day. Like, so that's it. I'm done the rest of the day. Yeah. So 
I thankfully, you know, I stayed on top of my app. I canceled it right away. I feel like I lost it at the gas station. So it just could have gone so much worse than it did. I stayed on top of my app. I didn't see any charges. So that's great. Um, and then <laughs> I got my new card today. So um, as a means of rewarding myself for having to live through such a tumultuous time, oh, Lord. <laughs> I ordered one of those skincare fridges. <laughs> I'm so what? excited. You know, the little, the little refrigerators that you put on your counter for your skincare items. No, girl. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. I am about to send you, though. I'm about to send you right now the, the one that I ordered off of Amazon. And I'm so excited. You're so, you're so bougie. I just got like <laughs> Trader Joe's moisturizer. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not about being bougie, it's about. Uh, it's about me wanting to reward myself. <laughs> I feel you. I rewarded myself with the Apple Pencil, so I got you. See, that is a much bigger reward. <laughs> that is a much... Yes! Girl, that refrigerator cost me 50 bucks. That's it. So, mine was basically two refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a week that required you to get two refrigerators? Well, I can't even talk. I literally just started drinking. I don't know what it. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. I just started <laughs> drinking. So, anyways, also had a great week of television. <laughs> Had a few people to talk with me during American Gods. I'm so happy. And it was so good. And you would have enjoyed this week. I don't know why you refuse to do nice things with me. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, also my highlight of this week, if this weekend though, television wise, was the return of Killing Eve. Yay. And also the show, A Discovery of Witches. It, it, it aired earlier like on Sky Network, which is like a British network. And I watched it. I watched it on the Fire Stick. <laughs> but the quality wasn't the best. So now that it's airing on BBC, I'm rewatching it again. And that was fun too. So, I mean, all in all, I had a pretty good weekend and a pretty good, I spent the entire weekend with family. And that ended up being more fun than I expected. So <laughs> that was great. Tonight, I am drinking. <laughs> um, so I'm drinking some sangria, but <laughs> I I added a little Sprite to it. Oh, God. So I can have a little <laughs> That was what the can was. That's what was the can was. I was going to give you some grace. Because I, I thought, like, maybe can wine. I <laughs> wasn't. I, I had no intentions of doing this. I just was like, you know, I didn't, well, I, I didn't have plans of stopping by the liquor store because I didn't have a card and, you know, I didn't stop and get extra cash. So I didn't even realize I had my card till I got home. Anyway, I'm like, you know what? I've got some sangria at home. I'm just going to drink that. And when I was getting my sangria, I buy, I buy the little miniature cans of Sprite and mm -hmm. Cherry Coke because I, I really don't drink them like on their own. I only use them for mixing drinks. 
And it just like jumped out in my face. And it was like, add me, add me. So that's what happened. So you had a little fizz. I had a little fizz. <laughs> um, <over here. laughs> hey, I I do what I need to do to make content for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just sent you the fridge so you can see what I bought, and it's amazing. And feel free to get one too. Where? Where am I gonna put it? <laughs> no, they're tiny. They're tiny, tiny. Like uh, um, um, tiny, tiny. Like I promise. Like I just, I just sent another picture, or I thought I did. I don't know what's <laughs> happening with my. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. Okay. Okay. I just sent another picture, and it's tiny, tiny to show you like how small they are. They're really small. <laughs> They're just for your skincare items. Okay. Yeah, Doyen is trying to act like she's never heard of this or never seen these, but y'all know, y'all done seen them. Y'all done seen them. Back <laughs> me up, y'all. Anyways, you ready to go? the next subject (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready so moving along Uh, basically um this dad in illinois he like made multiple traffic violations trying to raise his one-year-old daughter to a hospital in illinois and so um i'm sure whatever machines out there kept tracking him as like more than 100 miles per hour as his daughter choked on a penny and so when he his wife and daughter got to the hospital the police were waiting for him and he didn't have a driver's license at the time so the daughter was treated and released and by the time the mom was able to get to the jail there's a woman already there to bond him out which then both of us would have been in jail because i'd be like who the fuck are you but <laughs> Uh, the lady was like, I'm a nurse from the hospital and, you know, we wanted to basically pay for his bond and get him out. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so sweet. <laughs> it was. And I, I didn't realize it until like a few moments ago, but I sent you the shorter of the articles there's a there's another article that same story that just kind of outlines what happened when they got to the hospital and so like the police were like didn't even really give them a chance to get their baby inside like the wife had to jump out and be like no my child is choking and like run her baby in so i thought Mm -hmm. that was just you know horrible it's horrible yeah I just feel like better choices could have been made on behalf of the police in that situation. And I'm like you, I would have been like, who this woman paying your bail? And you know what? When she gets you out, go home with her. (laughs) (laughs) But that was amazing for the nurses. And I'm glad that they recognized that, you know, that was some bullshit and they, that was not necessary for the police to do. So for the next story, honestly, I just didn't even know how to feel about this stuff. Because, like, I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta for a while. And so Nene gets in a fight with everybody. Uh. <laughs> uh. But at the same time, Portia gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> 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 and so, like, I was like, I don't really have a side on this. Um, except for I was upset that I was accosted with Portia's bad spelling. 
Um, oh Lord! Why did I know? Why did I know you were gonna go there? <laughs> I wouldn't have been friends with her based on her spelling to start. But Nini also, we're adults, so it's not ever fitting to call somebody a lying ass, big fat, hungry bitch. I mean, a pregnant this, one. This girl <laughs> I mean, when she got that text from Nini, that girl had just given birth like days ago. And it was like, what are you? And then Nini, of all people, to call somebody, because at one point, didn't she call her like bad maid or a busted body or something? <laughs> and it was like, uh, Nene? I mean, I'm sorry. Y'all can say what y'all want to say about Portia, but Portia is fine. And Portia was fine as hell while pregnant as hell. So it was like, what are you talking about? And I just, Nene has made me so tired. So I really haven't been watching this season. I've probably oh, yeah. watched like, I may have watched two or three episodes the whole season, but I did start watching the reunion because I'll often do that. I'll watch the reunion for shows that I don't even watch because they're always fun. Mm. And Nene just acted a complete ass. And you said the key word, Doya. Girl, you're too old for this. Grow <laughs> up. And I was telling someone today, I was like, it's not like Nene is always wrong or it's not like mm -hmm. the other girls are saints because that's not the case and Nene isn't even always wrong in her sentiment but it's just that she is so freaking much she's so like emotionally she's so emotionally immature that's the best way I can because she has no idea how to say I am hurt she has no idea how to say you know what, I'm dealing with this in my life and it's making me really cranky and it's making me take things out on you that I would like to not take out on you. She has no idea how to do those things. Yeah. And it's just annoying. It is so annoying. And like someone like, like I get it. Everybody doesn't have that same, like I get it if you can't tell me right away that I did something to upset you. But what you're not going to do is punish me for something that I have no idea what I'm being punished for. And that's what Nene does. Yeah. She makes it I mean, so hard to be her friend. <laughs> and so right, always right. telling somebody, you are a bad friend. You are, and it's like, girl, you are a tiring friend. You got me tired. Right. Mm, yeah. It's just, I used to enjoy that show for like drama outside of my life. But then half of the time I'm just like, I'm tired. Like, hey, this past season, I super didn't watch. Because it was nothing but Kia talking about her man and Portia talking about her man. And I was like, I'm bored with both of these okay, situations. Okay, you haven't watched in a long time because Kia, it wasn't even on there this season. <laughs> well, maybe the season before this one then. Yeah. That's yeah. when I super stopped watching because. That's, that's when I kind of, yeah, that's when I kind of started to, you know, drift off as well. Although I think it's been rumored that Kenya's coming back. <laughs> I mean, I don't think any of us are surprised by that, but. Yeah, I mean, she needs money. Maybe attention. I don't know. Yes, um, you are very right. So the next one was, basically, everybody's seen the meme where the guy looks like super buff as fuck and walking <laughs> in and super annoyed <laughs> with every single thing that is there. Like, <laughs> nobody really knows. And I think it just goes back to our notion of, like, we really just be running with shit on social media and we don't know the backstory. 
Right. We don't know what's going on, but we just be making people famous for no reason. No reason. <laughs> so the guy uh, lent his like apartment to two jihadists. <laughs> and um, he was sentenced to four years in prison. So I think that was like the story of him coming in to be sentenced. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I still, because some people like on Twitter were like, "Oh man, I feel bad for liking it," but I still like, it. <laughs> still like it because yeah, I, it's I'm still gonna, hilarious. It's still hilarious, and I'm gonna separate it from the real story because he I'm is so sassy. <laughs> He's just so sassy, and he just walks just- in like <laughs> peasants. <laughs> It's like him and uh, Chadwick Boseman. I feel like every single picture I see of Chadwick Boseman, he just looks like mildly annoyed with everybody around him. You know what? I never thought about that, but... So look at some of his pictures. You are so right. Like, <laughs> you are so right. Liar. He really does. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it, I like wow. the memes are still yeah. on point. Like, it's hilarious. And I... Still gonna laugh and share because <laughs> I ain't got shit to do with him being in jail. So <laughs> Rihanna is testing. Give to me, baby, like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I was giving she you a little Rihanna. <laughs> testing the resolve of the Navy, and what she doesn't realize is we gonna sink the ship with her in it, and she don't run us this album. <laughs> I am starting to believe that comment that you made. I think I think you're the one that said this. You were like, every time, every time we request Rihanna to give us this album, she just automatically pushes it back. Like the album right. is done. It's done. Right. It's ready. But every time we say something, she's like, mm, two weeks. <laughs> I'm starting to believe you now. So she posted something like, these shades are delicious. Do you guys use bronzer for warmth or contour? Because I use it for everything, LOL, including eyeshadow, which I was like, what? <laughs> Just be like, I have this bronzer. Please buy it. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, in her comments, of course, people were like, can you please go back to singing? <laughs> Just like, I love how y'all tell me what to do. It's great. <laughs> I'm Somebody like, else said, annoyed, we want the album, sis. And she said, well, this is bronzer. Well, right, like, you gonna get this bronzer and you're going to be happy that I'm giving you any piece of me. Right. But no, <laughs> I don't want bronzer. I want this fucking album. Oh, <laughs> poor Riri. Hmm. No, poor Mimi. <laughs> I feel like she, I, feel, I mean, it has to be super annoying. But also, she has to understand that, like, especially those of us who've been Rihanna fans for a long time, we're so used to her putting out albums, like, back to back to back. Like, the space in between Auntie and the, uh, I forget, the Pulled Up, Pulled Up album, the space between those two albums was, like, the biggest break she's ever taken. Rihanna usually put out albums, like, every six months. She usually pumps them out. And so, it's like, girl, like, we ready. <laughs> Listen, Anti was when I became a Rihanna I, fan. I so know. I need her to, like, <laughs> follow up with it. Like, I mean, I can still listen to it. I'm still bumping it, but, like, 
Mom, bitch, mom. <laughs> yeah, she really could. Rihanna, come on, girl. <laughs> and then I heard she's getting into the skincare game. So it's oh like, take more of my money. Take right. everything I have. It's yours if you want it. You can I feel like she's gonna go into like a Chrissy Teigen movie and be like, Oh yeah, I wanted an album, but here's a cookbook. And here's <laughs> some pots and pans. And I'm like, bitch, if you don't run me my fucking album. I mean, it's like, at this point, like she's finding new videos. <laughs> like she's actively looking for new things to do other than Give us our album that I firmly believe is already done. Right. Like last year she did Body Lava and I was like, why? I have to wear clothes in the summer. <laughs> so <laughs> how are you coming with more Body Lava this year that I'm not going to pay for? Like, I don't care. Rihanna does not care about our, our needs. <laughs> if she really care about me, she should make lotion that works for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> for black people in the winter because you know it's a struggle anyway or an album whichever you know. pick your pick <laughs> so i know we talked about the welcome to the dungeon but we also <laughs> talked about trina and even tamar and apparently like trina and tamar are gonna be in candy's dungeon show so maybe we can go i was tickled I was tickled. Well, <laughs> first of all, I think this is such a perfect fit for Trina. I think that it, um, I think that Tamar wants it to be a perfect fit for her. Here's why I am definitely not going. <laughs> because I watched that clip several times. Okay. And there's a point where this man, like, nose dives <laughs> onto this woman and their pelvic areas clap. <laughs> And I was like, is she a performer? And I watched it several times trying to see, is she a part of the show? I don't think she's a part of the show. I think she's a audience volunteer participating person. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want that. Don't sit on the first row. <laughs> no, don't understand. <laughs> it's like every time I go to like, uh, first of all, I hate male strippers. I just do. I'm sorry. I just do. But anytime I go to an event where there's a male stripper, because I am not interested and it looks like I'm not interested, they always come straight for me. Always. And I hate it. I hate it. I can't I, relate. I just can't. I I, mean, I, I am all for all of those activities at home I don't want to do this with somebody that smells like corn chips I just don't like leave me alone and I some I literally the last thing I went to which I was tricked into going to but fine I went I was practically hiding under the table. I didn't want to be noticed. I didn't want to be bothered. I was in a freaking corner. You're talking about women who were throwing themselves and their dollars at this man, okay? Who he comes to? Me. <laughs> Here we go. Now I'm flipped up upside down with his face in my crotch. And it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, girl, uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to say it dismissive like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> this See? is broad there. <laughs> this is how, 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 this is how
Okay, so this weekend Netflix dropped like a flyer or whatever. It was just like homecoming April 17th. You <laughs> me, I was like, I didn't pay attention to what day of the week that is. Do you know what day April 17th is? It's a fucking Wednesday. A school night. But <laughs> guess who doesn't care? Our babe, Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. So. Again today, they dropped the trailer in the middle of my workday, and I'm like, I'm working. I'm trying to be, you know, a successful human and, like, focus on my work. And they're like, I don't give a fuck. They're like, here is a trailer (laughs) of Beyonce. (laughs) But, honestly enough, at first I was like, because they were like, sources say Beyonce's doing stuff with Netflix. But most of the time when sources say stuff, it's not really <laughs> happening so I was like you know I've learned to just set my expectations dirt low and just let Beyonce attack me with whatever surprise she wants so <laughs> but for some reason when that first started going around I believed it from the very beginning and I don't know why because you know like you said people always try to guess the queen's moves and you just can't you just right. can't so, yeah, like, my friend is trying to have, like, um, a watch party and stuff, but I'm like, y'all, it's a school night. Like, <laughs> I ain't about to be all hyped up on a Wednesday night. I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going to read a tweet from <laughs> the one and only Miss Ava DuVernay. <laughs> Ava begins letting us know. I began a project on the men known as the Central Park Five in 2015. Debuting in May, my delivery deadline to Netflix is April 17th. Many all-nighters to get it ready. But on that day, my lucky stars will reward me with song and dance and maximum levels of Blackness. Jesus loves me. And then (laughs) she attached... A cute little gif of Blue, who, in my opinion, is teaching the choreo <laughs> to the dancers. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And people are like, look at Blue practicing with the group. I'm like, no, girl. I have no, I have felt for a very long time that Blue is a very integral part of designing the show. And Blue is teaching them, okay? I'm sure she has one of those, you know, like those long sticks <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> dance instructors have and they'll pop you if you don't get it right. I bet Blue has one of those. <laughs> She's like, you know what? Two left feet, get out. <laughs> Blue don't play. Blue don't play. Part of me, like, I, I know a lot of people, like, accuse Beyonce of swagger jacking. So it just cracks me up that she has this whole homecoming show and been to nobody's college. <laughs> well, but she got the essence of all of it. It's amazing, but it just cracks me up. It is. It, it is. And the other side to that, though, is especially when you talk about HB, HB, oh, Lord have mercy, I have really, <laughs> I have really been drinking too much. HBCUs and the culture that is homecoming is a time where the whole community participates like 
that's just a part of our culture. I mm-hmm. I have so many friends and family members and everything that <laughs> will not miss a Jackson State homecoming, will not miss a Southern homecoming, and ain't been to nobody's school. Like, <laughs> will not miss an Alcorn homecoming. Ain't been to nobody's school, but that's just a part of the culture. And it's something that we're all very familiar with. You don't have to, I mean, just like for us, we've never been to an HBC. Well, we didn't attend HBCUs, but we knew right away when you see swag stuff, like, you know what it is. And it's just mm-hmm. so ingrained in our culture. And it's just so a part of who we are. And that's, that's what I'm really so excited about this documentary is like, <sighs> Beyonce is just about to just let all the blackness out for show, and I love it. I just love it. Yeah, I love it. I don't know. I, I'm still upset that she's dropping us on a Wednesday night. Like I ain't got school. I mean, work the next day. <laughs> but you know, we'll figure it out. I want to be upset about it, but it's kind of like Baby, you said. It really? No. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. um so i accidentally skipped this topic both last week and this week but um i kind of wanted to talk about mm, biden Um, oh i forgot (laughs) i forgot uh, yeah yeah. and this whole thing of like him just like i guess in a touching women in a way they didn't want to be touched and um the thing about it is in the past we you know this is the time that women are finally able to speak about what they've been uncomfortable about all this time and so like no he wasn't like grabbing them by the kitty or fondling them but even like kissing me and you're not my romantic partner (laughs) or rubbing your nose being too close to me it's it's still not okay um unfortunately i feel like you know at first when all this came out i was like i understand he's probably just a touchy-feely guy but i think where he could have redeemed himself is in the apology and his apology is kind of fucked so far (laughs) yeah and i mean i get it we're we're growing what used to fly doesn't anymore but i think the biggest thing is like if you did something um and somebody said i was uncomfortable by it just apologizing not like fake apologizing but really being like i did not intend to make you feel that way i'm very sorry that you felt that way and my actions caused that that's all you had to say. Yeah. <laughs> Just apologize for what you did. And, yeah. you know, you bring up a very good point. And we've said this many times on this show. The key is in the apology. <laughs> like, you can, I am up to forgive people for a lot of shit if they just Mm -hmm. apologize and it is a sincere and thought out apology. And it's not that I think that Biden, I don't think he's a creep at all. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I think that he is like purposely trying to make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that he's trying to be, what's the word? Elusive with his apology. I just think that he doesn't see anything wrong with what he did. And Mm -hmm. so it's, 
difficult for him to apologize when he knows his actions were innocent. So it's difficult for him to apologize. And that doesn't make it okay. It's like, dude, it doesn't matter what you meant. It doesn't matter what your intentions were. You made someone uncomfortable. And it's like, you've got to keep your hands to yourself. And, you know, speaking of like with the whole or Mar, well, I can't even say his name, Ghost, trying to kiss, you know, our queen. Well, not trying to. He did kiss her twice. And that, at first when I saw that, I, honest to goodness, I said, people are just overreacting. Like, he clearly, you know, just when you get nervous, I mean, it's Beyonce, you know? Yeah. Sometimes people do things out of nervous nervousness. And that's not to say that is or is not what he was doing, but... <sighs> The short of it all is it is time for men to reckon with their behaviors and it's time to start taking accountability for what you do and just being more reflective of what you do. Stop thinking that because you're not a bad guy that this doesn't apply to you. Women have had to endure so much shit that makes us so uncomfortable all the time and it's time for men to realize that just because you're not a predator doesn't mean that some of your behaviors aren't predatory. Yeah. I think the, the biggest problem nowadays is guys who think of themselves as good guys. Right. <laughs> I, th- I really think a lot of men sincerely, I think they sincerely think that we are exaggerating or that we're yeah. making things up. Like I, I really think they do, but you have no idea what it's like to be constantly harassed. Like I lost my shit one time in a restaurant because well, it was in a Mexican restaurant that's like down from where I work and we go there all the time. So it's like, we know these people. And one of the owners, he always kind of flirts with me and stuff. And I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. But one time, he tried to grab my hand and like hold my hand and I lost it. Like I, mm-hmm. I just went ape shit and I cussed everybody out with my badge on and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't like that. And it's like, you don't get it. I don't know you. I don't want to be touched by you. And you know, if it's too much for us to expect men to just be decent human beings, at the very least, consider your own mothers or sisters or daughters or wives mm-hmm. and just, just look at it that way. I mean, you shouldn't have to take that step. You should just understand that you should be decent and not touch people. Or if you do offend someone, apologize. But if that's too much, just, you know, think about the women in your lives. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, yeah. Just I understand because a lot of guys have thought of themselves as good men, and so this time of day is kind of scary for them because they're realizing that the stuff they used to get away with is not gonna fly. But just listen to the people that are saying that's not okay, and you know, right? Apologize. <laughs> so moving along to our someone something. Take it away, Chris. So I know you've all noticed that Becca hasn't been here for a while, but that's because, number one, she is just super busy and super smart. And number two, she's realizing all of her dreams. So she's got a lot on her plate right now. But Doria was like, Becca, will you please come and talk to Chris about Game of Thrones? And, it, and it's not a Game of Thrones intense 
section, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge that it is Game of Thrones week. And, you know, most of us, most of the world, I don't know how Doyen found a way to escape this, but most of us are excited about the return. And so I just want to take a moment and, you know, talk about the return of Game of Thrones. all my friends are going to be ignoring me on Sunday evening. <laughs> 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 and so, y'all. She's so cute. If we're if we're watching something and everyone's talking about it, she'll just jump in and just be like, "I made tacos today." (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we'll be having like hard down discussions about what we're watching, and then it's like, "I made a shirt on the cricket." But anyway, yeah, we won't we won't completely leave you out. We're gonna include you. So <laughs> So I just did a little tester out there and I was like, I wanna find a way to get everyone involved. And so I don't really think of it as a game, but just a little, I don't know, inquisition. So we're gonna play Name Your Valyrian Sword. So, I do okay. like the theme song, though. Good. I, I actually think you would like a lot of the music. So, Doyen, just so you can have a little background knowledge, Valerian steel is... First, you can't come by it anymore. So, all of the Valerian steel that there is, all the swords that are made of Valerian steel or any other anything else that's made of it, that's it. There won't be any more because Valeria is a country that is now in ruins and has been in ruins for almost a thousand years so very hard to come by only great houses own, and not even every great house owns a Valerian and steel sword but only great houses will own a sword of such um and even everybody i don't blacksmith i don't know the person that the person that can make the sword that can forge the steel not even every blacksmith knows how to handle Valerian steel so it's very coveted and also in the great war that is to come or basically that's here now Valerian steel is one of the things that can kill a night uh yeah a night a white walker damn the night king it's like thor's hammer sure okay (laughs) i don't know (laughs) wait dwarfs made thor's hammer didn't they oh it's just that one dwarf guy <laughs> I mean, see, I've never seen the movie. I'm talking about in Norse mythology. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't know that was a dwarf thing. <laughs> what? I, I forget the the. I forget everybody's name, but it's like I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna mispronounce it. But yeah, one of those groups of people in Nor in Norse mythology are dwarfs and they forged y'all let me know if I'm wrong but I'm almost certain that they're the ones who forged Thor's hammer yeah um so I in, saw that one in Infinity War that's all <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who played that dwarf is Hodor <laughs> all right Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> he is so the opposite of Hodor. Hodor, oh. Hodor is like 
like a giant. Hodor has giant's blood, and he's a huge man. Oh. <laughs> he is Tyrion Lannister. He plays Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> I love you, but I love you so much for taking your interest. <laughs> I mean, I read like the articles about it. I'm just not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. So, if you were a lord or lady of a great house doing it, what would your Valerian steel sword be named? Because one thing we learn in the show is that every great sword has a name. And so, so you have like ice which was taken and melted and reforged into two smaller swords. One is, I think he named it the Widowmaker. Joffrey's just an ass. I think that's what he named it. And then um, Jamie named the other one Oathkeeper. Or maybe Brienne named it Oathkeeper. And then you have Longclaw, which was the Valyrian steel sword of House Mormont, but uh, Commander Mormont gave it to John, and I don't remember what John renamed it or whatever. So anyway, anyway, every great sword has a name. So Dorian, if you had a sword, what would you name your sword? Black Thunder. That is amazing. <laughs> you why? Mm, I don't know. It seemed like a porn star name. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> well i personally would prefer a dagger so there is a valerian steel dagger in the show that's a very important dagger oh yeah i named my dagger too yeah i was gonna ask you so tell us what you named your dagger small but girthy I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. first of all when you say your sword's name you need to say it with authority like you can't say it cute you can't <laughs> you can't small but girthy <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> so i personally would name my dagger something like face beater or beauty blender something like that let you know that i mean business it's small, but I'm going to dot that face up. Like, that's what I feel. I feel like I don't need a sword because <laughs> I feel like you could easily take a sword from me. But a dagger, like, I can just run into you with a dagger. So, mm. I'm gonna do that. so Becca said that she would name her sword all about that action. <laughs> and then she also said that if she had a dagger, she would name her dagger, You Tried It. <laughs> And I just think that is so perfect for Becca. Um, I posed this question also in my Game of Thrones group chat. And one of the <laughs> one of the girls in the chat, Jen, described like so she also loves Steven Universe, which I'm late to the party, but I too love Steven Universe. And so she was like, definitely a part of her sword would be placing like the the gemstones in the handle. And I thought amazing like amazing so anyway i just wanted a way to get people involved and just to celebrate that you know winter well no winter is not coming winter is here so moving on to the next part of our something someone we just kind of want to quickly talk about us i finally saw it i finally <laughs> 
<laughs> and oh. I, I'm still kind of scared. I'm still a little freaked out, and I still have nightmares. So, Doyen, tell us what you tell us your overall opinion. You know, what do you think of it? Um, it was at the end of the day, Jordan Peele is just an evil genius. He really so, is. When I first, like, I went through a lot of emotions after the movie was over. But, like, when I first was over, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I thought I was I was going for the wrong person this whole time. <laughs> Listen, but, that shit freaked me out. It freaked me out. Honestly, I think because, like, I guess my coping mechanism was just to learn more. So I started reading articles about Easter eggs because I catch, like, literally 25% of all movie Easter eggs. <laughs> um, I started reading articles about the meanings of it. Um, I just got, I got real deep into like click holes about it. I even read an article about how like Lupita came up with her voice. Yeah. And just like the genius behind it, which is hilarious. Cause then they're like, there's an article about the backlash about her using a voice after a psychological disorder but i never saw anybody actually have backlash about it i just saw articles about the backlash i mean but the thing about it is like she studied with people who had that disorder and the thing about the disorder was it's not like an issue with your vocal cords if it's a psychological issue right which right. would have made sense for somebody who was a normal speaking child and got drugged under, you know? Right. <laughs> so. Were you surprised by that? That it was the ending? Yeah, but yeah. Like, I, I think we all kind of, like, I was surprised when it revealed itself. Yeah. But then, after the reveal, you could think back and you could see it. Yeah. You definitely pick out the moments where you can see it. And it was like, so the first thing that occurred to me was, well, the only thing that really stuck out to me was that's why the little girl couldn't talk. Like that's, that's the only thing I thought. And then it wasn't until later when I, all I, only thing I read was where um, uh, Jordan Peele explained the ending, which he didn't really explain anything. <laughs> He didn't really explain anything, but he just kind of said, you know, whatever. His uh, explanations were so bullshit. I'm like, just leave me alone. I will just figure out stuff and, by myself. You know, they kept saying that he purposely wants to leave it vague, but it was yeah. like, hey, then don't call it an explanation, you know? <laughs> but to say that someone, so this was all in the same article. I don't remember the author, so there goes that. But he stated that to him, the reason why her voice was like that was because of getting strangled. So that's what I thought, too, until you just revealed. Because I didn't understand what the backlash was about Lupita. I didn't even read it because I didn't believe in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it made so much sense. It made sense to why the little girl couldn't talk. And it made sense to why Lupita's tethered was the only one who could talk was mm -hmm. because she was the real little girl. And it just really kind of freaked me out. Like, it's still bothering me. So, anyways, I just Googled some top questions from the movie. And one thing they asked is, why is the movie called Us? Oh, and wait, I wanted to talk about my favorite part of the movie. Sure. So, that, like, one night before all the shit goes down, it, um... Uh... <laughs> 
who instead gets in the bed, like in the middle of a full size bed. Spreads that yams out, and I'm like, I'm coming with. I'll be there shortly. (laughs) And I was like, really nervous and scared the entire movie. So I was on my phone, which I never do. I'm never on my phone during a movie, but I did as a distraction. So much, yeah. But yeah, I was stressed, especially like leading up to the shit going down. I was very stressed. But Winston was a great comedic relief across the whole movie. On that bed, I sent I sent a group message. I was like, um, I need to be in between Winston's eyes right now. He was such a he played such a good corny dad, you know. It was it was it was good relief. That was good relief. So we're just going to kind of give our takes. We are not uh, Jordan Peele aficionados. I don't know anyone who is, but we're just going to kind of give our takes on these questions. So why is the movie called Us? What do you think? Um, Before I watched the movie, I remember telling my boyfriend, like, I felt like Get Out was like a a story about white people and we could kiki, yeah. but I felt like us was legit just like coming for us, <laughs> you know, like it's that sermon, like, you know, this is what we have wrong in our house <laughs> and how we can fix it. So that's how I felt about, you know, how I, you know, innately felt out about it and the fact that like the their biggest contenders, the biggest people they had to fight was themselves, you know? Yeah, so that was my take on it prior to even seeing the movie is mm-hmm. that it's called us because even before seeing the movie we all know that they're doppelgangers that they have to deal with and so i assume okay it's because we have to battle with us but i also think that it stands for of course the united states because i think a lot of the movie i think it had a lot to say about our country mm-hmm. and about the haves and the have-nots of our country. So that's just my take on it. So yeah. the next question was, is the movie biblical? And they bring up the Jeremiah eleven eleven, and I don't know, I think I'm seeing this really different from everyone else. So I'm just going to state my little piece. I don't really think the movie itself was biblical. I, I really don't. But then again, I've only seen it once, and I've not made an effort to try to tie things together. You know, of course, because I was trying to <laughs> give myself a distraction in the theater, I did look up the verse right then. And I mean, okay, but I just feel like, I feel like the eleven eleven thing, because there is so much mystique around eleven eleven, and I think that all of that just kind of plays into like our urban legends. And I just, I didn't find it to be very biblical, but again, I wasn't really paying great attention. What do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, I don't think it was deeply biblical. It was more of like, you know how people just find a verse and then decide to... (laughs) (laughs) It's so like, yeah, I mean, I think... I think it was just another thing in his till to be brilliant about, but I don't think he was trying to preach anybody's sermon. <laughs> that's why that's the way I looked at it too. So if the two of us agree, I just think that we're right. <laughs> <laughs> so another question everyone had was, what's with the rabbits? <laughs> and so, I initially just kind of thought 
I don't have an answer for this other than they use rabbits a lot in horror movies. And I do know that y'all always hear me bring up (laughs) like different mythologies, Greek mythology, Norse mythology, all that. I do know that in mythology, rabbits are trickster animals Mm -hmm. and they're always up to something. So I don't really know. I, I just took it as a horror movie trope. I don't know. Um, there's a few things. So I read something about how it could be like also a nod to Alice in Wonderland. Um, okay. That's very believable. Yeah. And then if you think about it, rabbits are just so breedable, like much like the tethered. There's <laughs> just like, you you know, they're kind of, indis- you know, dispensable because they're so easy to make them. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think it was, you know, similarity. Um, kind of like a lab rat, like a something yeah. that they're testing on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like nobody cares about like nobody deeply pets rabbits while they breed it. I mean, it's just they get out of control really, really quick. Really, really quick. <laughs> much like the tethered and nobody really cares. So like it's, they're dispensable. That's why they got to eat them. <laughs> just like uh, the tethered. Are that makes my stomach turn. <laughs> yeah. I thought, really, I thought that's why her voice was so messed up, because I don't know. <laughs> it's making me sick, I was so just thinking about it. I don't know. I was like, maybe the rabbit was, like, fighting on what she think. I don't know. <laughs> I did in that same article where Jordan Peele gave his non-explanation, he said that he just doesn't like rabbits, but I I feel like it can't yeah, be. I can also see that. <laughs> Literally, like, he's probably like, y'all be coming up with shit that never right. came up with. Like, go ahead. <laughs> right. Mm. So, and the next one is, is us about race? Do you think it's about race? Um, oh, just to clarify, of course, Jordan Peele said it was not. He also said Get Out wasn't about race. So there's that. Right. <laughs> so in a way, I think... I think I was talking to my boyfriend about this. It was like the tether end up being like shells of what they see and admire. So if you think about our race, you know, as black people, we've always looked up to, you know, white lives and things like that. And so like, we're still trying to emulate what they do, but we still can't do it on the level that they do it. (laughs) You know, like, talking about like wealth like generational wealth like we'll be like oh yeah you know I can maybe get a house for my family but we don't provide trust funds we don't you know do other things and even like if you think about other people in your life it's like oh they look so far ahead I'd like to do that but I have to do it my way and it never looks like their way (laughs) you know (laughs) so and then I think there was you know, when they're like, who are y'all? And they're like, we're Americans. That, yeah. I was like, oh. Well, when you said that, like, I... So let me tell you about movies that scare me the most are things mm-hmm. that bring true. So I think that's why this movie is affecting me so much. <laughs> and why I'm still kind of shook. So I think you and I are kind of thinking along the same terms. I really didn't... I I did look at it as race, but I looked at it more as socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. or just marginalized groups, period. Mm -hmm. And when you look at uh, Red, wasn't that her name? Yeah, Red, Lupita's Mm -hmm. Tethered. 
when you look at what she became once she was given access mm -hmm. versus what the tethered are without access and mm -hmm. how people look at how this world, how America specifically looks at marginalized peoples. Like you're nothing. You are yeah. accessible. You're disposable. And I don't have to make laws or policies to protect you or figure out how to help you incorporate yourself into this life because you don't matter. But we see, and, and it's also, you have so many instances where this country looks at marginalized people as less than you're dumb. You don't have the capacity to learn. You don't have the capacity to do, but you see what red becomes once she is giving access to access to quality. Once mm -hmm. she given, even, even the thing, like when you hear her talk about having her child and her having to cut herself. And I don't know why, but it made me think about, you know, Healthcare, and it made me think about the, the mora uh, mortality rate of Black mothers. And it, it just made me think about how it is to live life on the outside. Like you're he like we're here, we're in this world. We're not even in a separate dimension. We're in this world, but you're still living on the outside, looking at what life could be if only you were given the basics. Like you're not even yeah, at so. That's kind of a part of two what really like shook me up because I don't know when she said we're Americans that gave me a chill. <laughs> but at the same time, I do believe that like it was unfortunate, like it was fortunate, unfortunate that Red got forced down there. But I don't think the tethered would have ever like rebelled if they didn't have an outside voice to push them. Oh, yeah. no, I, I agree with you fully because they see her and they think she's something special. Well, she is something special. She has a right. soul and everything. So I, oh, I agree with you wholly. Yeah. Yeah. So the last mm -hmm. question, which is the most important question, do we think Lupita will get an Oscar for this? Now, I don't know whether she will, but I definitely think she should. She better fucking get an Oscar. She, <laughs> she beat the hell out of herself. <laughs> With her handcuffs acting, on. <laughs> acting was so... the To me, her and that daughter, oh my God. Like, yeah. they... I mean, everyone in the movie did a great job. They really did. Everyone did a I, great job. Yeah, what I love about that movie, and I think the uh, the Gabrielle Union movie that happened way back is like they did allow a man to save the day. In fact, they injured the man. Like Gabrielle Union's like husband died, and then uh, Winston was like hobbling around half the time, <laughs> and they literally made women save the day. And and Lupita literally was like, "You don't get to make decisions. <laughs> like shut up." <laughs> Because he was saying stupid stuff, but yeah. it's like he was being so naive and it's like he wouldn't, but of course she understood the gravity of it all because yeah. she was, you know, and someone said, someone was like, so at the end of the movie, is she just now remembering that she was a tethered? I don't think so. I think she's been mm -hmm. well aware all this time of who she was. I think she was just, that was for our benefit. Yeah. But something that did, I can't find. So this is the one thing that I did try to research, but I can't find anything on it. 
the son, uh, Jason. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that look that he gives her at the end. So does he know? It's, I it, think he figures it out, but he's like, eh. Because like, at the end of the day, like, because at first I was like, we're, I was rooting for the wrong person. But at the end of the day, that's still his mom. She still fought for their family. <laughs> it doesn't matter that she wasn't who everybody thought, or her, everybody from her past thought. I mean, yeah. I, I still that's feel like... I still feel like um, I was rooting for the wrong person, but I think that that can be true as well as he loves her because that's his mom. Like, I don't take anything away from that and that relationship, but it's just something about the way he looked at her. Like, and I don't know, is it that he was just saying, you know, is he recognizing, you know, wow, she did some pretty monstrous things that he witnessed and he's pulling his mask mask back down as a means of saying, you know, hey, we're just going to pretend like everything's okay. I I really don't know. But he just, to me, he looked at her like he knew. And I just need someone official to tell me, yes, he did know or no, he did not. Anybody, nobody is going to officially tell you. So I I think he just had to go with what you believe. I believe he knew, but at the same time, he's like, well... That's my mom. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do about that. Right. right. <laughs> so. I don't know. That just, that that weirded me out. I think that weirded me out more than anything. I don't know. People were saying, too, like they, people were saying that, oh, they knew she was the tethered because she hesitated when it came to killing the kids. But I didn't really see it that way because they look like her children. So, of course, she's going to hesitate. She was almost comforting with the little girl. And I get that because she looked like her daughter. So I just think people just have excellent 2020 hindsight vision. Because it's like, you did not think that when you saw her. Well, the daughters looked very alike. Um, The husbands did not. I did. did. Oh, it was so funny to me when he put those glasses on. He was like, bitch, I can see. So it's like, it's like, Again, look at what happens when marginalized people get the basics, some damn glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, and side note, even though I was like shook up the majority of the movie, I did not have a problem when um, <laughs> Elizabeth Moss and her family got massacred. Man, those white people were <laughs> taking the fuck out in like seconds. And then she's like, call the police. And they started saying, fuck the police. <laughs> I hollered. I, I did the very black girl thing and I hollered out, yes. Of course, I knew it was only me and like three other black girls in the theater at the time. <laughs> Listen, I was, because I, I whispered yes, but then I heard another black woman go, yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It was so funny. And then I think I sent y'all a text like, it just amazes me that Scientology lets Elizabeth Moss go do things. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I just, it cracked me up. Like, white people had no uh, sense of survival in that movie. <laughs> and I like the way, it's like you said, I like the way that they were taken out with the quickness and it was like because normally we're the first ones to die normally Mm -hmm. our characters aren't well developed in horror films normally it's just like 
wham, bam, thank you, man. We gone. So, <laughs> so I like the change. I'm sorry. I liked the change. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I've had fun discussing us. I'm glad I finally saw it. Do you have any closing thoughts before we move on? No. You sure? Mm, positive. <laughs> it was a great movie. I um, yeah, he did great. One thing I don't understand why people didn't like it. Because people just can't have joy. Like <laughs> y'all, y'all hate everything, but that's okay. Let's <laughs> just don't keep going. Okay, so now we're going to just move along to our poor life decision. Oh wow! It, wait, wait! It got happy. <laughs> what? I was like, "What are you doing over there?" It's still going. I don't know what's happening. It's over. <laughs> it's not me. I promise it wasn't me that time. Like a lot of our mistakes are just because you know alcohol and my fingers, but that was it wasn't me. But you know, <laughs> I feel like every you know how it is when you listen to a podcast. Podcast, and they talk about something you really like. I feel like. You know, our listeners are just talking amongst themselves about us. So we needed those few extra clinks to get everybody back to where we need to be. So attention. Sure. So our life decision this week is about tidiness. <laughs> Dwayne, why are you taking such a big, heavy, deep sigh? Because um, it's about tidiness. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know that a messy environment is chaotic. And clutter can be a nuisance. And we I just told my cousins this weekend is they're they are planning a cousin weekend where they're gonna come to my house and I just said you've got to give me at least three days notice so I can clean up. <laughs> and that's awful. We shouldn't live our lives like that. And as much as we know that it's a nuisance for our areas to be messy. Also, there are a lot of studies that show that mess and clutter can affect our minds and our bodies. There are studies that point out to a correlation between the stress levels and clutter. Even simply having a messy desk or an overflowing inbox can weigh heavily on you. You want to attest to that, Doyen? <laughs> so there are certain areas in my life where I cannot deal with clutter. Um, namely my inbox. <laughs> so like if it gets up to like two hundred, which it can do in like a day or two of me not checking, and I'll be like, I just I feel defeated as a human and um a struggle. Yeah. There's other areas where um I can I have more room before I hit that like breaking point. <laughs> So one thing the article points out is as we start taking on more projects in our lives and we start becoming more busy and we're doing more things, cleaning and organizing are the first two things to go. And I find that to be so true. And the key key to it all is that if you put forth the little time in the beginning to just make sure you're organized, make sure you work cleaning into your routine. We've talked about routines before. Once you do that, though, it really does save you time. Like, it doesn't feel like it's another thing on your list that you have to do. 
And the article points out that having less mess can make a bigger impact on your life than what you may know. So Dr. Eva Selhub, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, says that at the end of the day, being organized is about having more time for yourself and enabling you to live a more balanced life. So let's look at ways that tidiness can help us. So staying tidy can help reduce stress. And one study showed a link between high cortisol. I think we talked about cortisol. Was it last week or week before last we talked about cortisol? I always talk about cortisol. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) But one study showed a link between high cortisol in women, homeowners, and a high density of household objects. And the article says the more stuff we have, the more stress we feel, because, of course, the more things you have, the more things you need to clean. You know, it gets dusty, all those things. And I feel personally attacked. (laughs) How about I say, as a crafter, you just need supplies. (laughs) As someone who tries to buy happiness, I just got a lot of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, I had a couple of trying days last week. And one of the things I did was went to Bed Bath & Beyond and bought a buggy full of shit. <laughs> trying to, try to make myself feel better. And now I got more stuff. And to be honest, that is a huge part of what is making me drag my feet about moving as bad as I want to move. I have too much stuff. So, you know... We really should concentrate on keeping down the objects or what Granny would call knickknacks, just things that aren't that important. Keep those things down to help reduce the stress. Another way that keeping tidy can help us is it helps us to replenish our energy. And I found this to be true when they gave the example of like working with a clean area. So when I have my desk at work is like, a mess. And when I have something, not even something that I really need to work on, even if it's just something I need to think about, the first step is to clean my desk because I cannot think of that clutter. Yeah. I agree. So your desk is clean at work? It's not, but sometimes <laughs> I clean it. <laughs> And the article literally says having a clean space can reduce the amount of stress your brain is under. And I believe that. I believe that. So the next way (laughs) that being tidy can help, and I'm just going to read this straight from the article because (sighs) I find it loud and offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Being tidy can help you eat better. Believe it or not, being tidy can actually improve your health. Having a clear space to work in has been shown to make us want to eat more healthily. Clutter is tiring and makes us more likely to reach for comfort foods rather than healthy, nutritious options. But having a clean space can reduce the amount of stress your brain is under, leading to improved eating habits. I have no comment. (laughs) (laughs) And the last tip that they give us for how keeping tidy can help us is it can help you sleep better. And I I kind of agree with that. 
You know, I do realize that like when I clean my house, especially when I do like a deep clean, like when I physically clean and then I also smudge and clean the energy, I do feel more relaxed. What do you think, Doyen? Well, first of all, they're like people who make their beds every morning are 19% more likely to report regularly getting a good night's rest. And I felt like that was not a big enough percentage difference (laughs) to convince me to make my bed. that because I make my bed every single day and we all know I don't get no sleep (laughs) the first thing I do when I get in the in the morning is make up my bed the only way it's not the first thing I do is if I have to tinkle and so then it's the second thing but I make up my bed every single day first thing when I get up and we all know that I do not (laughs) I do not get a good night's sleep so I must be a part of that what 81 (laughs) percent I seriously like I'm just like I try to as much as possible spend enough the most amount of time I can in bed so usually by then it's a rush to get ready <laughs> and even like going to the gym like my alarm goes off at 5 30 and I turn on the snooze at least three times before I get out of my bed so it's never that quick of a make your bed and go do some shit thing I'm like Well, it's just kind of habit by now, I guess. But also, one thing that the article did make me realize about my room is, so my bedroom is not necessarily an area of my house that I make sure is presentable at all times. (laughs) It's like when I go to bed at night, my kitchen will be clean and like my downstairs bathroom will be clean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but my room I literally tear it apart every I do kind of tidy up at night but every morning I literally tear it apart and sometimes at night depending on how tired I am I may just push everything (laughs) to a pile or something I don't know but maybe I should reverse that maybe I should put my energy into keeping my room cleaner so that I can rest better yeah because yeah I don't really focus on that because who's going to see my bedroom unless you know (laughs) I'm inviting you for special time. And even then I would have cleaned up. So <laughs> Special time, really. <laughs> so we've talked about ways that tidiness can help improve our life. And the article gives us a few tips for keeping our space clear. So the first one is to cut back. And again, this sounds loud and abusive, but it says try to keep your belongings to a minimum. The less there is to tidy and dust, the easier it is to keep your space clean. And we all know this. Sort things. (laughs) If you use it, if you don't use it or you don't love it, throw it out or donate it. Does it spark joy? If it doesn't spark joy, let it go. This is something that's not very easy for me, but what ifs? Give items a home. And I'm pretty good about that. What about you, Doyen? <laughs> uh, so right got- now, I'm on this big cricket bench. So I have a lot of like blanks, like blank cups and things like that. And they're just like in a box beside my desk. Designate a space. So have a space that's like, this is where I put things that I'm going to use with the cricket. Like, just give it a space. Give it a space. And then it says to stow unused items. I do try to do that. I'm not the best at it, but I do try because in my mind, though, it's like, but what if I need it? So there's a juicer on my counter, and I literally have not juiced in a couple of years, but it's like, 
what if I need it? <laughs> then I don't want to have to like dig through things to find it. <laughs> That's my waffle maker. <laughs> See, mine too. I have a waffle maker on the counter. I don't know the last time I made waffles. <laughs> I don't even eat waffles <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Well, I I liked it because it was bougie. Because so it's like a two sided waffle maker, so you can make double the amount of waffles that I don't eat at once. Oh god! <laughs> and then the final part is to get into a routine. Again, we have brought up several times the importance of having a routine. And if you make tidying up just a part of your day, make it a part of your routine, life would be so much easier. And again, initially, it does take a lot of effort to get these things, you know, up and going. But once you start doing it, it really saves you time in the end. Every week, every week I come up with a routine for cleaning my house. Like every week I dedicate a certain space or room to a specific day so that it doesn't mm -hmm. all fall on Friday night or Saturday morning. And yeah. I never stick to it. <laughs> so I have this uh, Pinterest board called Fix My Life Pinterest. And I've been like saving some like weekly cleaning schedules. Um, yeah, I think even like I used to follow somebody else who is big about giving you weekly schedules but it's like if I can give myself like a small win for the day just be like I cleaned this I think I feel empowered to do more the next day and I don't know about you but I feel like such it makes me feel like a letdown because I was raised in a house by someone who cleans non-stop and yeah. so and my well I'm speaking of my granny but my mom is kind of the same way too and it's like, <laughs> I just feel like she, thankfully, Granny doesn't come to my house that often <laughs> because if she could just run over here whenever, like, I'd be so, mm, I probably actually I'd probably do a better job of keeping the place clean. <laughs> I just feel like if my apartment is clean and my mom comes, she finds a way to make it cleaner. <laughs> but like yeah like I remember I went on this like horrible date and his dad was like I was telling him I was like yeah I'm not the type that I'm not gonna be cooking and cleaning after you every day of my life and he was like didn't your mom do that I'm like yeah she did she has a lot of energy I don't understand because I'm not doing it <laughs> screw him because right. was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I don't know what it is about like our moms and our grandmas and stuff. And they just, they just were super women. I don't know. <laughs> My granny literally cooked two separate meals a day. <laughs> There's no way. Let me tell you something. If I ever hap up on me a kid, you eating whatever I cook. Okay. It's right. not going to be no two or three things going on over here. That's funny because like people will be like, yeah, I didn't like leftovers. So my mom made food every day. I'm like, nope, that's not how my mom was. But <laughs> I mean, there are certain things she like batch cooked every week. But like my mom was, if you think about it, there's some point where she's doing four girls hair every Saturday. <laughs> In addition to cooking our food and all this other stuff. My woman is super woman. No, it ain't. Well, and yeah, I don't even want a girl because I don't want to do hair. <laughs> people, people think that because, well, people call me prissy. I don't think I'm prissy, but people think that because I'm prissy, I want girls. No, my whole life, I've only wanted boys. <laughs> right. 
because I don't want to deal with another me at all. So anyway, the author closes the article with saying that it's important to realize that it's not just physical clutter that's harmful, but distractions and constant interruptions can also clamor for your attention and energy. So she points to things like constantly checking your email, receiving notifications wow. on social media. Wow. <laughs> Am I loud enough for you? Are you done? Headlines <laughs> that are unnecessary interruptions, like all of that. And I think, I, was that you I was talking to? I was like, I can't stand notifications on my phone. Yeah. And, the, and when people take screenshots of their phones and you just see like all of these notifications and I'm like, what are you doing? It drives me insane. Right. I want to check them for them. Yeah. I think it was our worry episode with the shine article when she said she was just checking stuff. Yeah. So lately I've been catching myself. I'm just checking for anything. And I'm like, calm down, dude. Like either you need to go to sleep something. Cause like, what are you checking for? There's nothing happening. <laughs> There's mm. nothing important. <laughs> and I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Is it is it FOMO? Or is it just... Just checking stuff. Just to be checking it. Just to be checking it. Mm. That's clutter too. Mm. And she she says, you know, reclaiming both your space and your time can lead to improved health, satisfaction, energy and productivity and so i'm gonna one more time just go over those things those pointers that she gives us for keeping our space clear cut back sort things give items a home stow unused items and get into a routine and guys if we do that we'll be happy so that wasn't too bad was it Delia? i don't think it was too bad right <laughs> I just didn't think that when we started on this journey, <laughs> you would be attacking me. I just didn't think that it would be this difficult to be a better person. <laughs> but it is. It is. Okay, so closing out our poor life decision, we are now moving on to Doyen's favorite part of the show. What is it, Doyen? Buy you a drink. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Zoya, who are you buying a drink for this week? I am buying a drink for the Mississippi State Lady Bulldogs. Um, we didn't make it as far as we wanted to this year. and um, But I think we're going to do amazing things. And if anybody on that school is going to get us a national championship, I still believe it's going to be the girls. So, And also... I don't know how you know, but that's what I'm buying a drink for, too. <laughs> so it just was really making me angry how, and it's not just for, it's not just for our school. When you hear about the championship period, they're just not really covering the girls. And I just think yeah. it's so unfair. And it definitely made me feel a way for our school because I agree with you, Doyen. I, first of all, I feel like, you know, another round of applause because <laughs> I feel like what Mississippi State girls, I think that what they've done 
has really shined a positive light, not just on our school, but for our state. Because you just don't hear a lot of good stuff about it. And I feel like they've drawn a lot of positive attention to our state. I feel like if we go and get a championship, they're going to be the to do it. But it's like all their hard work is not getting the same reward. And it's so unfair. It's so unfair the amount of money that boys sports bring in, but you not making it as far as our girls teams are. So I, just I don't like, know. Like I think with state fans, like we're hundred percent, we're here for the girls. When I think about like Victoria Vivians, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she got the most of the attention that she was going to get in her career at state unfortunately because WNBA like our WNBA team in Dallas doesn't even get to like play in like American Airlines Center they got to play like on the UTA campus (laughs) and their professional sport and I don't even I mean (laughs) I'm I'm a guilty party too I don't even know the name of a WNBA team like that is sad, but it's just the truth. And I agree with you about Mississippi State fans because, listen, <laughs> we are we are built differently, okay? <laughs> because we go through so much. When you love, <laughs> we go through so much with our teams, specifically our football team. But we go through so much, and we are down. Like we are down for our teams, and so I I do think that. Mississippi State fans, you know, have given them recognition, but just overall, yeah. I just feel like enough people weren't talking about it. And I and it, I think it, I think what made me angry about it today was seeing people still doing brackets, and it realized, and I it dawned on me that I had not seen a bracket of any of the girls' games. Yeah, and that sucks. At any rate, that brings us to a close for another episode of Poor Life Decision. So you tell people how they can catch up with us. Um, so we are on Instagram as Poor Life Decision, one decision because we're changing them one at a time. Um, on Twitter we are PLD Pod. Please talk to Chris about her show so I don't have to. Um, <laughs> Not really make my day when you talk to me about the show. She really do. <laughs> yes, please do it, please. <laughs> Check out our new website, uh, sportlifedecision.com. It's kind of fancy. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That was this. Get some merch. Oh, yeah. And on Etsy, we are Poor Life Decision as well. So. That's right. So <laughs> thank y'all for joining us another week. We love y'all. Drink your water. And um, file your taxes. Oh, God, file your taxes. Call your mom. Do all that good stuff. Yeah, then it will change. <laughs> I like him on the day. Get out of my head and out of my heart. <laughs> I like it's April. If you can't remember what you got, it will change lips. Go ahead and get it. <laughs> and I got to buy new tires. Okay. We love uh, y'all. We'll bye. see y'all next week. Bye. So hood.